You're listening to Radio Tab's Mobile Rolling. Presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound. Making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. Mobile rolling on this Monday, March 4, as we, as we have been saying. No harness racing today at Globe Derby, but Tim Edwards along with a couple of interviews. And uh, as I say, good morning to you, Tim. Your first guest is ready. Yeah, good morning, uh, Brownie. Good morning, everyone. Yeah, welcome to Mobile Rolling on this Monday morning. A big uh, weekend of harness racing. We had 12 races there at Globe Derby on Saturday night. It was uh, one of the best programs I think I've seen out at headquarters for a long time. The depth in each of the races were very solid. We'll talk more about that. Uh, a little bit later in the program, but a man who had uh, a couple of winners there on Saturday night, and both of them were heavily back too. So uh, I'm assuming Chris Nielsen has got uh, a little bit of money outside of the prize money. Uh, Chris, uh, are you a punter? Good morning to you. Hey, Tim. How are you, mate? Uh, Very. No, we... Uh, I... Uh, no, I did all right. It, uh, there wasn't much value about you really got me, but... Uh, mm-hmm. But captain needed a bit of um, he needed a bit of luck and, and he got it at the start. Mm. So that kind of uh, changed the race pretty quickly for us and uh, and uh, made it probably a bit more anxious that you expected that he uh, probably should be right in the finish. So that was good. Yeah, it was a good drive by Ryan Rohrick in the end. It was a bit messy that race. Budding Seas, we're talking about Captain Braveheart winning here first on Saturday night. Um, Budding Seas had galloped on the home on the home corner the first time, and, and once he did that, sort of the race changed a bit in complexion. But your fellow was able to land a good position, and uh, when he got out top of the home straight, he sort of really hit his gears the last fifty metres, and he was just able to pick up Harry Ovens, who gave a good kick. Yeah, no, it was. Uh... It was one of those things where Ryan Ryan was able to get onto it really quickly and and slot the slot the position and and then it was just the uh, the home straight was you know Ryan made the right call he wasn't sure if you're watching it and you're like should you go down to the fence and wait and mm. he, he takes a bit to wind up as as he did in the home straight and 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 once again Ryan got there when it mattered mm. um, so yeah it was good good for him to to pick up the win too he's that horse there is syndicated out so. The first one I've done, and and there's a bit more pressure than it's just answering to myself. So, um, it was it, it was uh, it was definitely good to get the monkey off my back on that one. Yeah. So, how did you get Captain Braveheart, Chris? Uh, he, I, I, I'm constantly looking for horses, and it might mm. go a period of months where I don't find anything I like, and and mm. these two actually come in the same exactly the same time back from Melbourne. Mm. Um, it's just how it happens, but. Uh, I found him. He was a five-year-old, just turned six, and he won nine races last year. And I, I looked at a lot of his replays, and I really liked him. And the the price of him was, I thought it was really good for a, mm. uh, a captain treacherous horse. And 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 uh, yeah, I, I put it put the message out there. There were a lot of people that had asked over the years for a horse and mm. for a share. And 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 I thought a lot of the ones we normally get are high risk, and and you can't really steer people into them because you know if you're just mm. getting into the game, you want something that's fairly safe and long-term, and I mm. thought he was that horse, and, and yeah, it's, it's so far so good. Yeah, were you, were you thinking he was going to win Saturday night? Were you confident? I, I, I said to everyone, it just his times and everything through the, the trials and, and week in, week out, he's been running the good, like the right times the week before, the time wasn't bad, but pushed off the track a bit, and, and uh, he just needed the luck, and as soon as that happened at the start, I thought... Um, that's his opportunity. You, you know, he's, he's right up there, and as long as he gets to run into the race, he's got the ability to, to finish right with him. So, um, 
it was one of those things, like I said, it was unfortunate for Kenny that he galloped at the start there and, and, and then that just kind of changed it. Uh, mm. we, we got the, that, that run that we did. We'll talk about you really got me in a minute, but um, Chris, how many years have you been training for now? You've sort of been around the mark for a little while now from memory, but you don't seem to have a huge stable. How many horses would you have in work? Uh, at the moment, I've got... I. I own a few all over the place and normally mm-hmm. just place them. So I've got some, yeah, in different states. But at the moment, there's with we've got a year, two-year-old that's coming up, and he he was in the run around yesterday. But there's about four at the moment at uh, home, um, and yeah, just just only three racing, so pretty basic at the moment. Mm-hmm. With work, I, I works got me really really um really busy i have a plumbing company so okay that's a that has majority of my time and and i rely heavily on the girls if it wasn't for them i wouldn't i wouldn't be able to have any horses <laughs> um but um but yeah just a small team and over the years i think i started when i was maybe 18 i've been in it my whole life and i i i wasn't i probably resented them for most of it because i had to do it <laughs> as a kid every day yeah um yeah. but as i got older and you, you know you you start maybe looking and following for betting or whatever it may be mm. and it was one of those things and you start with one and it's unfortunately for me it was fairly successful and then you get another one and it, the mm. whole thing happens and and it kind of rolls into a, a bigger thing you have a bit of luck and and you get hooked so mm. um it was one of those things been in my my both sides of my family forever and 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 all that kind of thing and you're born into it so mm. you don't really have a choice mm. um but yeah it's <laughs> addictive i try to get away sometimes from it and have have some time away from it, but you always come back. Yeah, yeah, it's one of those things, isn't it? It's good, it's good though. It's uh, it's great. You've had a little boutique stable there, and it's going well. Um, Chris, your other winner on Saturday night. I, I must admit, I was in calling the races Saturday night. I, I was watching this uh, this horse go around. I thought, well, he hasn't won a race for two years, and I thought, well, <laughs> you know, some of these Victorians come over to South Australia, and they take a little while to hit their straps. But I'm talking about you. Really got me here, number five. He was absolutely brilliant there Saturday night. Yeah, he. Um... He was actually he trialed the week before, and he was probably he only he wasn't even supposed to trial really. He was just working that good at home um, that we opted to trial him because he was he was we're lucky that we've got free for all trotters at home and stuff. And he mm. was working with them, and and he was he was going good enough to warrant a trial, and and he did that, and he he won his trial fairly comfortably with the earplugs in, um, and Wayne Wayne drove him in the trial and said, mate, this this horse goes really really good and. Mm. And um, and same as when he raced. So he raced, and the worst part about it was when you when you have really high expectations that he thought he should go out Saturday night and and win fairly comfortably like he did. Mm. It probably makes it you know people ask how do you think he's going to go, and you say well I think he's just going to win for fun, and yeah. you seem a bit cocky. And then if it doesn't, especially when you come out the gate, and if he doesn't go like you expected to in the run, you just have this anxiety that you. You put mm. yourself in, in the firing line a bit. If you say nothing, then you kind of can't look mm. at anything. And if you, yeah. if you uh, have a high expectation, then people just, uh, if he goes bad, they'll be like, you, you don't know what you're talking about. So <laughs> exactly. We, um, he, he, yeah, he, he, went, he went really good and, and he's, he's a low mark. So I think he'll be a bit of fun and, and everything suggests that if he, if he does everything right, he'll, um, he'll be an awesome little horse to have around in the stable. Mm. Was he a, um, how did you get hold of him, uh, Chris? Uh, he was a bit of a, a funny one. He wasn't advertised or anything like that. I just, I was speaking to someone about another horse entirely and asking their opinion and stuff. And, and he, um, he said, I said, do you have any other horses? And, and this mm. one come up and 
he was in the paddock and and I just looked him up and I saw some things I liked about him and mm. he was a high high risk once again like I said he was if you read through his most of his starts and stuff he, mm. he looked like he had ability but he'd done things wrong and and he was he kind of fitted in that category where you know you just roll the dice and um he's shown the ability but done plenty mm. wrong at times and and yeah he, he he just seemed to click and he had a spell and and all these other things come up and yeah he's just he just fitted into the dynamic really well mm. was he an expensive bike Chris? not at all he was no? uh he was about, i think he was three and a half thousand wow wow so that's a great he, result uh, yeah, no. Nah, so every time, every now and again, you get uh, you get a cheap one, and you get a bit lucky. And mm. but yeah, there's there's plenty of ones that we've paid a lot more money for that uh, <laughs> didn't work out as good as planned. So every now yeah. and again, you, you you get one that's uh, yeah makes you look like you know what you're doing. And, and how many horses would you uh, would you own interstate, Chris? Is there a number you've got there? Uh, at the moment, I think I've only got I've got one racing tomorrow in WA. Um, mm. He's been going pretty well over there. He might come back to Adelaide soon. Which one's that, Chris? Um, a little horse called All Aussie Mac uh, mm-hmm. with Chris Voke. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's he's thinking he, he just ran second. He just missed out last week, the other week, and he won before that. So he um, he's been he's been handy enough over there. Um, but he might come here next, and okay. and yeah, just just other than that, just a couple of other horses placed with locally with um, mm-hmm. did myself a mischief with Leah Holman and, and yep. whatnot, and yeah, just just a couple of little interests. Yeah. Oh, well, you're having a good success at the moment, Chris. Um, and I thought, you know, we'd just get you on the show because you had a double there on Saturday night and uh, both of them won really well and really excited to see where you really got me goes to now. Where will that horse go to? Will it go to the Capunda races this Sunday? Yeah, nominated him for Capunda, so we'll see how that goes. Capunda's a bit of a, you know, interesting, interesting. you know, some people might, might steer away from it with certain horses uh, and, and it comes down to us tactically placing him in and where we think he'll if he will get around and and where the best place is to go there so yeah we'll look at nominating him and figure it out from there um and and make a call all right well best of luck with him on the weekend hopefully he does start there and um best of luck in the future chris the team's going well what well up, mate awesome tim thanks mate thanks chris chris nelson there our first guest here on mobile rolling now we're just waiting for uh, for kenny rogers to join us so whilst we're waiting for ken if you are listening ken we need you to switch the phone on mate um we're just trying to get hold of you um now the results there from the weekend uh saturday night 12 race card as i mentioned it was a mammoth card the strathalban cup night so um, for those people listening, Strathalban Harness Racing Club ran their last ever race meeting uh, this time last year. In fact, Jimmy Jakes joined me up in the broadcast box and he called a race there at the last ever meeting at Strathalban. And that track's now been uh, demolished. And um, obviously the Strathalban Harness Racing Club at some stage will uh, will likely or hopefully um, put some sort of a track together uh, in the future. But uh, this year, the, the meeting was run at Globe Derby and they did a fantastic job, the, the committee there at the Strathalban Harness Racing Club. Uh, it was a real atmosphere there on the weekend. They had a lot of people out in the grass and they had uh, some old cars out there to, to see as well. And... Um, you know, the, the, the racing itself, I mentioned this on radio Saturday night. I don't think I've seen a better, uh, program at Globe Derby for a very long time. When I picked up the form guide and you saw nearly every race had, you know, 10, 11 horses in it and multiple winning chances. I think we went to the racetrack with one, uh, odds on favorite there 
um, in the pre-post betting with the tab. So that's how open the racing was. And we got a really good night of harness racing. It was a long night, 12 races. It's not easy. Um, you know, the last race was at about a quarter past 11. But, um, you know, everyone chipped in and they did a great job. And we had some fantastic results there on the weekend. Now, um, race number one was won by Buttercup using the sprint lane. That was uh, Wayne Hill's drive there on the weekend. So Buttercup was able to get up on the inside and run down uh, Junior Brown. Um, race number two, Rock and Roll Yankee was heavily backed, had to sit outside the leader. But he's done that before and he's won well in that position before. He's a bit one pace, but... Gator drove him beautifully, and, and Gator actually won the uh, the drive of the night there, thanks to uh, to the Jive Cafe and, and Crestline Meats. Um, so she won the drive of the night with Rock and Roll Yankee. Uh, Moops came out and won the third for Ryan Rahorik, and then race number four was won by the horse we just spoke about, Captain Braveheart, for Ryan Rahorik and Chris Nielsen. So Ryan brought up a double there. Um, the fifth was won by Powerlink. Another good drive by Gina Bell. She was able to opt to sit behind Childers Road and utilise the sprint lane. So um, Powerlink was able to win race number five. Uh, race number six on the program. Um, this was won by Regal Attire. This was the Strathalbyn Trotters Cup. And Regal Attire, if we remember back to Italian Cup night, he came out and won the feature trotting race there that night. And Gator Pulicino drove him really well that night. And she drove him really well again on Saturday night. And he won, and he won easily. And he's going to go through this series of the Country Cups, Trotters Cups, and be very hard to beat. Uh, so Regal Attire won the Trotters Cup. I think Kenny's about to join us. Race 7 was won the Strathalbyn Pacing Cup, won by Culture King and Ken Rogers, which we'll discuss with Ken in a moment. Uh, race 8 was won by Most Unlikely, a debutant who ran really well first up. Uh, race 9 was won by You Really Got Me uh, for Chris Nielsen and Ryan Rahorik. Ryan brought up a treble. Uh, race number 10 was won by Treacherous Saint for Andrew Clark and Lisa Ryan. Race 11 was won by Captain Bling for David Smith and Ingrid Smith. And the last race, race 12, won by that man, Ken Rogers, with Wishing Zone combining with Claire Goble. Ken Rogers is about to join us on the program. We're, we're great that Ken can give us some of his time because he's a man I've been trying to track down for a while. Ken, good morning to you. Good day, Tim. How you going, mate? Good, mate. Good. Great. You can join us on the program, mate. I, I, look, first of all, I must say, um, it's a pleasure to call you driving in races, mate. You uh, are an exceptional driver, and it's great to see you back driving horses again. I know you had a fair stint off the scene, but you sort of came back late last year, um, and you hit your straps pretty quickly. And I think just back in January this year, you drove five winners at Port Piri out of the six races. So you're second on the premiership, and you're certainly giving it a fair crack this season. Yeah, yeah, cheers, mate. You know, just, I and try my best. You know, like, um, yeah, it's just something that sort of it's always been in my family, and like dad, dad's always done it. Yeah. Growing up in the ponies and always been around it. So yeah, I'm, yeah, just happy, happy to be back and happy doing it. Yeah, six hundred and sixty-eight career winners I saw for you um, so far. So you're you're certainly progressing pretty fast now. Um, I guess going back to December, you'd only been back driving for a month or two. You had the opportunity to drive No Not The Buttons in the Southern Cross two-year-old final. That must have been a big thrill to win that. Yeah, yeah. When I got the phone call from Aaron and said that he's um, put me on him, yeah, I was, I was over the moon. You know, to, if he told me that um, when I got my licence back within a couple of months I'd be winning the Southern Cross final, I yeah, would have told you you're joking, you know. But, yeah, no, it was fantastic of um, Aaron and uh, uh, Emma Stewart to put me on that horse and give me the opportunity. I was reading a little article a while ago, Ken, just the time off for you. Obviously, it gave you an opportunity to, to reflect on things, but also to get your mind in a positive state because you've come back, I think, better than ever, to be honest. 
Yeah, well, I sort of I'd give myself an extra 12 months after me um, time was up, you know, just to sort of yeah get my head right and see if I really wanted to be back in the sport, you know, because I'd sort of done done mm. a few things wrong. But mm. yeah, yeah, sort of just give myself a bit of time and yeah, come back into it and yeah, reach the pudding. So. Yeah. Well, I think you've had 18 winners this season so far. We've only been going, you know, a couple of months now. You're chasing down Ryan Rahorik, and you've got Wayne Hill in third and Gator Pulicino equal third on the premiership. So we're sort of blessed here at the moment. We've got some fantastic drivers like yourself and, and Ryan and Wayne and Gator and Michael and uh, obviously Danny Hill's on the sidelines at the moment. But, um, you know, you, you obviously can see yourself, Ken, uh, the resurgence in harness racing in the last 12 months. You've come back into it. Probably you left at a time where... Things were pretty rocky, but right now things are flourishing, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. You know, you see, see, like we had Saturday night, the 12, 12 race card. You know, it's, yeah, it's fantastic. I think there's a lot, lot of good people in the industry in South Australia here, and I think they deserve a better go. And yeah, it's finally starting to come to fruition. So yeah, it's, it's fantastic. Um, the, the feature race there Saturday night, you drove Culture King. I can't remember. Have you driven this horse before, Kid? Uh, I drove him um, in the Italian Cup, and. Um, yeah, that was the only time. But yeah, I was, I was pretty pretty chuffed when I got the phone call from Paul and Lisa to to jump on him in the Country Cup series. So yeah, mm. no, he's, he's a terrific horse. And that was obviously the plan to jump and run with him, and because you know he's he's pretty much an iron horse, Culture King. So sort of run them into the ground, basically, is what you did, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. I was sort of, it was um, a little bit at the start, you know, whether I could sort of hold out um, Ryan on Lords of Rice. But when, when I did that, I was quite confident, you know, because he sort of. Them old, them old stallions, you know, once they're in front, they're very hard horses to pass. And, yeah, he was just terrific. He wanted to run, so. Mm. Yeah, he's, he's had a, 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 you know, a lifetime that, you know, people don't want to, you know, relive, I guess, some of the, the, the problems he's had in his life. And we, it's very well, you know, documented that he probably shouldn't even be alive. Paul Cavallaro has even said that. So for him to be going around and winning, you know, the pacing cup there on Saturday night. And, and Ken, you, you'll no doubt probably stick with him, I guess, through the Country Cup series. Yeah, yeah, well, um, yeah, Paul, Paul and Lisa said to me that, yeah, either him or artillery throughout the country, the Cup Series, so, yeah, um, whatever they choose, I'm, I'm happy to go with that, so, yeah, just, yeah, fantastic to, to win on the old bloke for him, and especially when, we, what, Dad drove him a couple of years ago as well, mm, so. That's right. Yeah, it's just mm. fantastic. Yeah, I reckon your dad might have driven him in the Capunda Cup last year. Yeah, yeah, he did, yep. Hmm. Um... Ken, as far as racing coming up, you've got um, you've got a few drives there tomorrow night at Port Pirie. Um, just before you you leave us this morning, um, what's the best of your drives? You're driving Aussie Playgirl in race one. Can she go close to winning? Yeah, well, she, she she she's been like, in good form. You know, she's got the the, good, the right draw anyway up there. You know, uh, barrier one. So yeah, we've got got options in front of us and big track. You know, she's got some speed. So yeah, she she should be right in the finish up there. Mm, check the, yeah, good barrier draw there, number one. You've got uh, Bling It Up, who's in good form in race two. N- another horse that can win, definitely, that race. Yep, yeah, yeah. He, we sort of ran into a few issues down here at Globe, at Globe Derby last week. You know, he sort of just got fired up and kicked the wheel and sort of got a bit got a bit spooked, but he seems to settle a lot better up at Piri, so he's home track. So, yeah, he'll be right in it as well. And you got Sonny's Amazing, who's knocking on the door three seconds in a row now. Surely a win's coming for this, uh, this horse soon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, you've got to break through eventually. So hopefully, yeah, tomorrow night, that'd be good. And then you're driving Major West in race four, who's the horse that ran second last start. So he's drawn to get a good run through from the second row. Yeah, yeah, I've first time I drove him as well, you know, and yeah, like Beastie's doing a terrific job of his horses. So, yeah, you always go into the race with confidence. And Winston Alexander in the last race, another one that goes well at Port Pirie. He'd have to be a chance in that race too. 
Yeah, yeah, he's um, yeah, he's, he's, I've got a big opinion of this horse, and I think Leah Harvey does that. Leah Tolman does as well. You know, he's um, mm. he's, he's slowly getting there, but yeah, he, he'll be right in that as well. For you, Ken, you've had some great support from some trainers on the way back through. Obviously, Paul Cavallaro jumping on board now, but Claire Goble's been a big supporter of yours. Aaron Bain. Um, mate, the momentum's going really well. Have you got any personal achievements you want to try and achieve this year? Oh, no, no not really. I just like, like go around and like getting winners for owners and trainers. You know, they they put in the hard work and put in put the money forward, and I think they like, they deserve the on, honest races. And hopefully, that's that's what I can deliver. And yeah, just just yeah, just keep ticking over and stay out of trouble. Yeah, well, mate, you're doing a fantastic job. It's a pleasure to call you in some of these races. You're driving particularly well, mate, and uh, keep it up. No worries, thanks, mate. Appreciate it. Thanks, Ken. Ken Rogers there, our second guest on Mobile Rolling. He's a busy man, Ken, so we appreciate his time that he's given us this morning on Mobile Rolling. He is a driver that we need to watch this year, and as I said, we're blessed here at the moment. We've got some fantastic drivers. Ryan Rohrick's leading the premiership on 31 winners. Ken Rogers on 18. Wayne Hill is on 18, and Gator Policino is also on 18. She started the year particularly well. Um, we've got Danny Hill on the sidelines. We're not sure what Danny's plans are, but, um, you know, she's on the sidelines. We've still got some fantastic drivers around the place. Michael Smith, of course, we mentioned him before. Uh, Dean Girardi. There's a lot of good drivers here. Sam Pascoe. Um, so we're blessed at the moment. We've got some of the best drivers uh, here in South Australia. So we're looking forward to the Kapunda Cup. That's our next meeting here in South Australia outside of tomorrow night. I uh, should say uh, yeah, tomorrow night, Port Pirie. Where are we? Monday. So Port Pirie tomorrow night is our next meeting. It's a seven-race card there tomorrow night, the first at 6.20. And then on Saturday night, we don't have any harness racing, but on Friday night, we have the Harness Racing Horse of the Year Awards, and that's going to be a terrific night. Lockie Stace will be joining me on stage there to MC the night, um, and we'll be going through all the winners of last season. So what we'll do next Monday, on, or we, well, we might even do it next Monday. I think it's Adelaide Cup Day, but we're probably going to have a, a very small part of the show next Monday. So we might even run through the results there from Friday night's award winners. Uh, so that's this Friday night. If you still want to go to the event, you can contact Harness Racing SA, get yourself some tickets. Um, that is at the Gawler Thoroughbred Track on Friday night. So that'll be a good night this weekend. No racing on Saturday night, but the big day at Kapunda on Sunday. No doubt that will be a fantastic program. It's the second of our um, Country Cups races. So the Kapunda Cup, they always get a big crowd out there for that meeting on Sunday. The weather's looking good as well. So that'll be on Sunday. And then there's no racing next Monday because, of course, it's Adelaide Cup Day here uh, for the Thoroughbreds. And then on the Tuesday, we race at Globe Derby, which will be a big night. And then the following Saturday, on the 16th of March, it's All Roads is heading to Mount Gambier for the uh, the Mount Gambier Cup, which I'll be heading down to call that race. So um, looking forward to getting down there in the southeast and, and doing the cup meeting again. So that's on the 16th of March. So um, as we said last week, Brownie, um, through the months of, uh, of March and April, we have all of our country cups. And we're one down so far, the Strathalban Cup, uh, the Pacing and Trotters Cup last weekend. As I said, um, terrific win to regular tyre winning the, the Trotters Cup and Culture King winning the Pacing Cup. So all roads head to Port Pirie tomorrow night. Um, I'll uh, take off now, Brady. I'll hand it back to you in the studio. I've got uh, Angle Park tonight to cover as well. So busy times for me.